You're listening to The Gather Podcast, episode number one. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Gather Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Chloe Sedaney Benson. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a designer, dreamer, and founder of the community and events platform Gather Seattle. Before we dive into our first episode featuring Seattle-based designer Alexander Collins of Alexander Studios, I wanted to give you a little background on what led me to creating this podcast. To start, I love podcasts. Podcasts are my go-to. They fill me up and provide so much inspiration to my day. Whether going for a run or driving to a meeting, I'm almost always listening to one. Secondly, I'm a lover of real and authentic conversation, which is partly why I started Gather Seattle in the first place. At Gather Seattle, we host monthly meal-focused events around the table. Through our events, we provide opportunities for Seattleites to meet local designers, creative entrepreneurs, and influential tastemakers. We take pride in creating inviting and memorable experiences that inspire, connect, and empower our local community. Over the last two years in building and growing Gather Seattle, I have met so many amazing people and have built relationships that have truly changed my life. I have experienced the power of community firsthand. For months, I've been dreaming of launching this podcast as a way to share these inspiring conversations and stories to a wider audience. So here's what you can expect. I'll be sitting down regularly with people, brands, and businesses who are shaping the city and community. Similarly to Gather Seattle events, we'll invite inspiring guests to talk on various subjects related to design, wellness, entrepreneurship, social impact, and much more. My hope is that this show will inspire you to get to know those around you, to reach out and have a conversation with someone new. The episodes this month will focus around stories of career pivots. Guests will share all the perks and challenges that come from switching jobs, starting businesses, or running a company as CEO. Lastly, guests will touch on the importance of the relationships and the community that has supported their journey. Now let's jump in to our conversation with Alexander Collins. Today's guest is Seattle-based designer Alexander Collins. Alexander's work spans from graphic design, UX, and most recently interior design. Alexander started off her career in New York, working at Architectural Digest. At the end of 2015, she decided to make the cross-country move to Seattle, and just then a little less than a month ago, she left her corporate job to pursue starting her own business. Today, we'll hear Alexandra's story and more about her career shift and journey to the entrepreneurship life. Alexandra, it's so great to be here with you today. Thanks for inviting me into your beautiful home. It's so gorgeous and beautiful and airy. Do you mind sharing a little more about your background and how you got to where you are today? First off, hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me yeah. on your, the podcast. It's awesome that this is your first episode and it's the start of the Gather podcast, and I am so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks um, so much for being yeah. here. Welcome to my home. It's gorgeous. Um, Actually, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about your space so they can, they'll see some photos that we'll post with this episode, but I, it's just so beautiful. Maybe take a minute to describe Aww, yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my husband, Andrew, and I, we bought our home back in July of 20. What's this year? 2018, 2017. So about a year and a half ago. Um, it's on the border of West Seattle and Burien, which seems to be a really great sweet spot. We've got all the, the great things about West Seattle and all the great things about Burien all in one. Plus there's great views close by. Um, so that kind of sold us um, on the location. But then the home itself is, uh, it was built in 1941. And so it has some really great old charm and character to it. It's got coved living room ceilings and arched 
Like arch entries and yeah, yeah. curved archways yeah. and um, the actual doorknob on the front of the door is original, which is really fun. Um, so those little key elements of character just really drew us in, and I think it's kind of what sold us on the house. Yeah, so. it's so cute, and you've done such a beautiful job decorating it. I really Thank can't you. wait to share the photos with everybody. It's been super fun, especially having your own space to do what you want. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, so let's get back and and just hear a little bit about your background. I'm always curious to hear people's, people's stories and kind of a little bit about their childhood and how they got to where they are now. Yeah, I would love to share. Uh, so let's see, we can go back all the way to Germany. So my, forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> all the way to Germany, actually even before that. So I was born in England, luckily, um, but sadly did not get the dual citizenship, which is a huge bummer, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, touch on that later. Yes, <laughs> but my time. dad was in the Air Force, um, so we bumped around different countries and cities for a long time, but we started out um, in England and then moved to Germany. So we were in Germany in two different locations of Rhein-Main and Ramstein, not the band, Everyone always thinks of <laughs> Ramstein as the band. Um, but no, there is a city. Um, and then we moved back to the States um, a few times in between Mississippi and um, New Hampshire. And we landed in Virginia. So he was um, stationed at the Pentagon, actually, during that time. Um, he was there for 2011. Mm-hmm. He is fine and safe and we're all good. But that definitely had a huge impact on my family mm, um, I'm sure. and yeah. our lives back then. But... My, being raised in Europe and Germany and moving around all the time, I was so immersed in different types of cultures all the time. Um, we would take little weekend trips to Poland or um, other areas in Germany where we'd go to the Swiss Alps and ride down the salt slides um, mm, oh, how yeah, fun. in Switzerland. So those are a few memories, even though I was pretty young, that I remember and have made a huge impact on me. Um, and more specifically, October, like the Oktoberfest, like the real festivals and in Germany in October and the, the Is that fairs. where your love of fall comes from? I think I so. know how much you love Probably. fall. Yes. I am shocked that we didn't go to Scandinavia, actually, because most of my design aesthetic now really, um, yeah, it like really is Scandinavian mm-hmm. and European, and it has that vibe to it. Um, but yeah, the fairs that we would go to and the festivals, we would always pick up some crafts, and there were these handmade puppets that I would always find and track down at all the festivals we went to. And I started to collect those. And do you still have them? My parents do. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So they're somewhere in storage, sadly. But they do have them. I won't get rid of them. But that was such a cool thing to collect around, moving around with them. Um, so that's been a fun memory, seeing kind of the handmade crafts from different cultures and things like that that we collected. Yeah. Do you find yourself still do- doing that today, kind of collecting things when you travel? And Yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do like to collect because I like obviously finding these amazing different things, vintage things or places from other cities and towns um, since we do like to travel a lot. But then there's the other end of the lack of clutter. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't love clutter, yeah. um, especially in our home. I, I think I purge, oh, I don't know, a couple trash bags a month of things to Goodwill or, um, or we tried to do a yard sale last month. Sadly, that failed. No, very really? miserably. Didn't get rid of very much. Oh. We didn't sell a thing. What? We didn't sell a thing. Oh, if I had come, I'm sure I would have bought something. I hope so. <laughs> I think it's a little sleepy neighborhood sometimes, and especially during football games. Oh yeah, that probably makes maybe a big another difference. time. <laughs> yeah. So after um, Germany and landing in the the states, I 
figured out through grade school that I wasn't really good at test taking and I was not um, someone who liked to study and wasn't good with numbers. So that's where the projects came in. And I would always ace my projects but completely fail the tests. Mm. <laughs> so my parents actually will tell you now um, that they didn't think I would make it to college. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But I, in, I in some sense, I bet that made, made you even more determined to, to be successful yes. and to do well. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I definitely have that um, kind of resilient, determined personality in me where, oh, you don't think I'm going to call it? Well, yeah. College? Yeah. Oh, I'll show you I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so we went to college. We I went to college <laughs> at Savannah College of Art and Design um, my for my freshman year in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and the South just really wasn't for me. It's a beautiful city, Savannah, um, and I'd love to go visit again. But I ended up transferring back to um, the Washington, D.C. area, and I went to the Corcoran College of Art and Design, um, and I spent my last three years there. There's 17 people in my graduating class. Oh, my gosh. It was that design. small. Yeah. Wow. It was really tiny. And what, what was your favorite part of, of graphic design school? I think my favorite part – oh, gosh – feels like it's been a long time now. I'm not that old, but it does feel like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, did it just give you a good idea of how to think about design in general? I mean, I know my my architectural school experience really, I think, gave me that, that mindset of just being able to think about design holistically. So I'm sure graphic design probably yeah. has a similar... Yeah. yeah, it definitely was similar. Um, I think the coolest part was really just being able to work with the like-minded peers mm-hmm. um, and individuals. Oop, got an email. <laughs> Just like, ignore that. First time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, bear with us. This is the first episode. It so. is, but we're having Few a mistakes. lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's going on so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going at... <laughs> that part out. Uh, Let's just move on to the next question. Yeah. Okay. So I am curious, um, how did you transition from your full-time job to having your own business? Tell me a little bit about kind of when you had this inkling of wanting to start your own business and then what that transition really looked like. Because I know we had mm-hmm. we'd had many conversations sort of about, about this and it was just seemed like a matter of time. Yeah, I think I've been talking to you for a long time. Close, yeah, for like yeah. almost two years, I feel. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah, so this is a bit of a loaded question. So it definitely <laughs> took time. Um, so I, yeah, as Chloe kind of prefaced, I just recently left corporate life. I was working at a large corporation um, headquartered in downtown Seattle, and I have been there for three years, almost to the to the day, to the month. Um, and that and was, you, had, you had started there, sorry to interrupt, but you had started there like right after moving to Seattle. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So three days actually before I was making the cross country trip with my dad, I got a call. Oh, from, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. From the Zillow headquarters, um, from the uh, HR department telling me that I was being extended an offer as oh, a visual awesome. designer. Very yeah. Cool. Um, so it was very, that was nice because obviously I was just going to move to a new city knowing with just one person and mm-hmm. I was just, ex- you know, expecting to get loads of freelance work. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was nice to have the steady salary, um, and a steady job in a community. Um, but yeah, I was there for three years and I'd say starting about a year and a half, two years ago, I think, yeah, when Chloe was starting to talk about gather Seattle and creating this amazing community in the city, um, we would just talk about so many ideas that we had. And I remember thinking how awesome it would be to be part of something like Gather. And then that kind of sparked, oh, there is something other than like the the nine to five corporate day to day 
um, hustle. Um, so I started to do the side hustle. Yeah. While I was at no, and you, I mean, you created the most beautiful Instagram account and I think you just started oh, running with it. It's really been inspiring for me to watch too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it's been fun. Um, but it really, it really was just getting into my head kind of the idea that I could do something else and that I could do it on my own. Um, and having you and the support of other types of creatives that I've met in the gather community, um, yeah, it's it just goes to show that it is possible if you have like the right community and support mm-hmm. system around you. Um, so I would say maybe it's been a year since I've fully been into diving into full projects, freelance projects, mm-hmm. and doing the side hustle while at Zillow full time. Um, and then there came a time at Zillow where um, I wasn't growing anymore. I wasn't growing as a designer. I wasn't growing as just, you know, a, a, a person, a coworker in the business world and realizing the type of work that I really wanted to do, I wasn't getting from my full-time job. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fulfilling, um, you know, it was kind of a drag to go to work. Yeah, and I think as soon as you you get that sort of entrepreneurial bug, at least uh, I know, and I think from a young age, I kind of knew I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial, um, but I feel like as soon as you get that bug and you start to see a path and you kind of see this light you know, ahead of you, you're, you're just drawn to it. And it's hard to, it's hard to like turn away from that. I think once you, once you have that feeling. Yes, absolutely. So. And that, that is kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew and I were planning our wedding all of this year. We just got married September 2nd. Yeah. Congrats again. Thank you. It was such a beautiful wedding. Thanks. It was fun, but I am glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, um, now you have time. Well, now you have something for your portfolio too, your beautiful yeah. invitations, yeah. which we'll link at the end of the show. Um, so everybody can kind of check out these beautiful invitations that Alexandra designed for her wedding. Yeah, that, so that was, was fun. Off. So yeah. I think I made the wedding a bit even more of a struggle because I decided to design all the the printables and all the things. But it was very that was fulfilling and it was it all came together beautifully. But yeah, so planning a wedding and figuring out this whole side hustle situation um, was a lot. But then we got back from my wedding and um, our honeymoon, and I just realized that things weren't changing at my nine to five um, and. I had been prepping a date, just kind of like, yes, Andrew, I'm going to, November 15th is going to be the date. And I remember we were just at a, a small neighborhood restaurant in the Ravenna neighborhood of Seattle. Um, and I just, we, were, we started talking about it and it was kind of like, okay, well, when are you going to do it? I just set a random date, but yeah. unfortunately, you know, November 15th is a Saturday. So then I had to make it November 14th. <laughs> it so, changed you know. slightly. Um, yeah. But I mean, I left a little sooner than I expected. Um, and it was, I think I put in my notice mid-September, end of September, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's great. That's so exciting. It I mean, exciting. just... It's scary. It's yeah, exciting. it's totally scary. But I remember that day that we got brunch and we were just chatting about it. And I could just tell. I mean, I think you're somebody that has such a drive and and you're you're really focused. And I think you're just... I have no doubts that you'll be incredibly successful in this in this journey. Thanks, Chloe. Yeah, Your and I hope that. Amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm obviously thankful for uh, the Gather community and for so many people who I think w- will really extend um, extend reach to you and, and see how they can help or potentially give you a project. So I, I have no doubts that it'll all all work out. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So you've been officially freelance now for about three weeks. Um, and actually, when this airs, it'll probably be in January. So it, you'll be much further along in your journey. So it'll be much fun more to, seasoned. Yes, much more seasoned. <laughs> but right now, um, you've kind of been in it for about three weeks. So I'm curious to know what does your day to day look like? Like, have you adopted any rituals in your day that have helped you find focus and 
and just sort of like get on track with this new life. Yeah. Oh, the first week was was interesting. Um, I definitely didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel like I had a purpose or maybe it was just because I felt like I was going on vacation and I was just kind of leaving work for a little while and then mm-hmm. I was going to come back to it. Um, so that was an interesting thing to get used to um, was knowing that, oh, this is my new day to day as working from home or meeting people for coffee and talking about all the fun, cool things I've always wanted to talk about every day, all day. Um, but one thing I've tried to do is first thing when I wake up, um, I don't wake up at 10 a.m. like I did the first three days (laughs) when I started, um, but making sure that I put on a bra and put on a shirt, something that I would feel, um, like You're getting dressed for the day. Yeah, like acceptable going out in. It's okay. You know, part, what is it? Business on the top, party on the bottom, so I'll keep my PJ pants on, Mm -hmm. um, during the day. But at least if, like, the half of me is prepared for the day, I, I've definitely felt that that helps me get to work. It helps me feel more proactive. If you hear any whimpering in the background, that's my (laughs) dog, Penny. (laughs) Actually, we should touch on Penny at some point. We should. Bring Penny into the comment. a background story to that, um. But yeah, so it sounds like <laughs> that's okay. Um, it, but it sounds like you, you know, you you really had this. Um, you've had this great mindset about like how you're starting your day and getting dressed and getting ready um, to to kind of get going. So I think that's important. That's definitely something I've found to be just the ritual of the day. I think is even more important when you're when mm-hmm. you're kind of on your own and yeah. you're you're in charge of your time Absolutely. because it's much harder to find that focus. It really is. Walks yeah. too have become. Yeah, a ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great that I do have a dog that I'm able to have the excuse to get out and walk. But I've noticed just um, just getting the fresh air and getting out of the house, you know, to avoid that cabin fever has been really helpful. And it clears my head. Um, I definitely feel like I don't get out enough. And I at my nine to five, I wasn't walking or really getting out of the office at all during the day. Mm-hmm. So that's been something I've really tried to push for. Um, and I have. And yeah. It's been well, nice. it's just nice, I think, having that freedom to, to be like, you know what? I feel like I want to step outside and enjoy the crisp fall air yeah. and take a walk. And, and especially this time of year. Oh, so beautiful. It is beautiful. And it hasn't been totally rainy and super dreary in Seattle yet. So yeah, it's been good. So kind of a simple question, but what is your, your biggest fear at this point? Did you say simple question? Such a simple question. Well, maybe it's a short question. It 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 seems like it could be simple, but yeah, I'm sure there's a lot a lot that's kind of entangled in it. But what what would you say is your biggest fear? I love this question. Um, and I want to say Chloe and I had the awesome opportunity to listen to Grace Bonnie come to Seattle, and she had a whole panel of amazing women in the Seattle area, and she touched on this point too. Mm -hmm. Um, she asked everyone in the audience, "What what is your biggest fear?" and to talk about it with others. Um. And I, I did say my one fear to a new woman that I met, and it was really to like be successful in terms of making a good living, mm-hmm. um, it, to have this little business of mine be profitable. Um, I do have a husband. I do have a dog. I have a mortgage. All those things you know, that are kind of looming over your head um, because they're those big responsibilities. And it's the fear of just... Yeah, not going bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I know it'll be a never-ending hustle, um, even though I feel like I've been, you know, um, working the side hustle and hustle in general since I graduated, mm-hmm. um, since I moved to New York City and left that three years um, after three years, and now I'm here. Oh, there goes my dog again. Um, <laughs> She's well. It's it's a reminder for. So I'll jump in here and and give a little backstory to how Alexandra and I met. So funny enough, I was on the app Rover, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. It's a Seattle-based company, kind of dog walking 
Airbnb, I like to call it Airbnb for dogs, <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> but I was um, on Rover and was doing some dog walking at that time just to make some extra money. And Alexandra lived fairly close to me in Capitol Hill, neighborhood of Seattle. And I got this request to walk, start walking uh, Alexandra's dog, Penny. And so I <laughs> went down and met Penny. And at the time, Penny was a puppy. And um, when I first started going, I, I remember walking into your apartment for the first time and just thinking, wow, we have such a similar aesthetic. And I had only met you briefly at, at this point, so I didn't know you very well. But um, I just kind of knew that I wanted to be friends with you, just purely based on your aesthetic. And I, I could just tell we had we had similar the shower curtain. And, yeah, like the sh- we had a similar same shower curtain. She was dropping um, Penny off one day. I was just like, oh, and also I just want to let you know, like I have the same shower curtain as you, and I love it. I love your style. It's yeah, nice. yeah. But it was just so it was fun to just see your space and to just kind of feel like we might have some shared values and interests. And then, um, of course, nothing really. We didn't really meet for, I think, months, yeah. really. Um, and then I, I guess we found each other on Instagram, which is, has become like the tool of my life, the yes. app of my life. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of found each other on Instagram and eventually decided to hang out. And, and then mm-hmm. it, the, the rest is history. But we can thank uh, whimpering Penny in the background <laughs> um, as a reminder for our friendship. So, oh, it's, it's, so funny. it's fun. fun. It's a good story. Reminding ourselves yeah. of that. It's a good organic story. Too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm curious, what kind of support do you need moving forward in your in your new kind of business journey? Are there any mentors in the Seattle area that we can connect you with, that the Gather community can connect you with? So I think the kind of support that I really need to move forward is really just have this community that I, you've built and that a lot of us have been a part of um, to support each other. Mm-hmm. So having n- not just women, but specifically women supporting women is huge. Um And I, since leaving New York and coming here, one of the big things I really wanted and knew that I needed here was a community Mm -hmm. and um, just a city and an environment where I could go and ask for help or go and ask for feedback or really just talk about life and like the nitty gritty things. Um, So having that support system is super important. Do you feel like you had that in New York at all? Yes and no. A little bit? Mm -hmm. A little bit. Um, I mean... It's the rat race. Everyone's yeah. trying to get to a certain point. Um, you're trying to make a certain amount of money. You're constantly out talking with tons of different kinds of people. And you have more acquaintances than you have, I think, good people. Mm-hmm. Um, I did make a good chunk of friends there, though, that are still friends. And um, one was in my wedding, too. Oh, nice. So, yeah. But definitely not, like, some great, big, creative community where I felt like part of something Mm -hmm. and so that's been really great um to have here so having that and moving forward in my freelance journey has been really important okay great well if you happen to think of anybody that that we can connect you with i definitely would love to to do that and see how how it can really support you i do want to add though um mm -hmm. it may not be it's not a new person but it is someone that i met at the matthews winery um gather event Mm -hmm. um which was a year and a half ago crazy yeah a long time ago that was such a gorgeous event if any of you have not gone in the seattle area have not gone to matthews winery (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm not being paid to say this but you Mm should go um it's amazing and very pretty but i met this woman lauren croco there she owns her own architecture and design firm actually here in West Seattle Um, and she has just been 
a really great person to follow and to to listen to to speak to I helped her a little bit earlier this year with some interior design work but I just couldn't muster up the courage to ask her to be a mentor of oh, mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do that um it's never been something I've been comfortable with you know hey can you spend all this yeah. time well it's, it's kind of and, hard it's hard to make that ask yeah it is and it's a lot of work for them mm-hmm. um so if she's listening to this too Lauren maybe you want to help a girl out over here yeah well actually one of the things that I've been having a few conversations conversations um, with other gather members is this idea of creating more of a mastermind group for people kind of in the interior yeah. design community so That'd we'll see great. if I can get that going but awesome but yeah well, shout out to Lauren you're yes, amazing and is. really inspiring her, her work is beautiful and she's just been a great support I think for a lot of us mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm next question would be um, do you have any tips you would share with others as they navigate kind of pivots in their career or similar career transitions because I think all of us who kind of make this step, it's it's definitely challenging. So I'm curious if you have any, any tips you want to share. It is really challenging. Um, the biggest thing that has done me well is listening to myself, mm. with, um, listening to my gut. It's hard to really figure out what that is, but I feel like at a certain point, your brain is constantly just coming across the same thing over and over again, and you keep thinking about it. Um, and I was just, I was so unhappy at my nine to five and I had done all the things that I felt like I could do, um, to try and fix things and change my situation and nothing was working. Mm -hmm. Um, so tips, tips to navigate that was really just to like take a step back. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Chloe, but I was diagnosed with debilitating anxiety and depression earlier this year. I don't know if I did. Yeah. Yeah. the end of last year and realizing that was was definitely um, eye-opening. I was able to go on some medication for that, and that gave me the ability Mm -hmm. to see more clearly Mm -hmm. and figure out that all this anxiety and what's building up isn't because of me. It's not me. It's just the situation that I'm in. Mm -hmm. So realizing that I wanted to change that situation and um, had the ability to see kind of like overall what my situation was um and hear myself and actually give myself that time to think and really figure Mm. out oh I'm so glad you did that for yourself and just really listen to how you were feeling yeah it was a hard it was was a hard year and a half yeah um but finally just I I don't I think it was kind of like a you know a a moment where I could really feel like oh no this is what I need to be doing is I need to go off and do my own have my own business and do my own thing and um but yeah, listening to yourself, listening to myself at least was super helpful and important um, and allowing the space to do so. So mm-hmm. having, um, again, like speaking of a support system, having Andrew, my husband, really um, listen to me and kind of help figure out with me what I needed mm. um, was really important. Yeah, I think, yeah, having people in your life like that that can really, mm-hmm. that know you in a way that you don't even know yourself. Yeah. I think be able to sit there and kind of chime in and as the, you, you have these thoughts um, kind of these like intuition-based thoughts about how you're feeling and mm-hmm. what you want. I think um, just having that support network is, is so important. Yeah. So I'm glad Andrew was able to I kind know. of be there for you. and Not easy for him. But yeah. Helpful. yeah. Yeah. For sure. How do you see in the future um, your business positively shaping Seattle and the community? Are there any ways uh, you hope you could impact the local community with your work? And the reason I throw this question is it's it's probably a little bit hard at this point for you to maybe answer, but I think that um, one of my goals with this podcast is to not only highlight people who are doing interesting things and and kind of touch on various topics, but I think uh, one of the things I'm 
just most interested is is how does what all of all of all that we're all doing you know how does it relate to bettering our city bettering our community um, mm. do you have any any ideas for projects or things you'd want to get involved with yeah, I think um, one way that I can positively shape the city is is be there to listen to my clients and just and people who want to use me and my my skills and my services. Um, listening to people and telling their stories the way that they want them to be told. Mm, yes. Um, I feel like in today's society we have Instagram and we're flooded with a bunch of images and social and I mean the political climate, all these things. I think people forget about the beauty that we do live in and the spaces that we live in and the type of um, companies and products that we offer that I really want to elevate with my design and elevating people's lives, um, whether that is within their living space or um, for their company and Mm -hmm. their business. so positively shaping their stories and telling them. Yeah, them. that's so important. I mean, I think being able to, to tell tell a story around somebody's brand or business or home, I mean, it's just, it's paramount, I think, to making making that person really come to life in, in yeah. the way that they, they're meant to. Right, so, I mean, and, and remembering the, the beauty and the pros about, like, what they're doing in their lives. And, I mean, home now is... Um, working in real estate before um we we did a lot of data and research and it really is just home is everyone's sanctuary mm-hmm. it's the place where even more so nowadays that we run to um and the place that we we, we find the most comfort and mm-hmm. it's our our haven um so showing those the spaces that we do you know call home showing those in the best light possible is really great yeah definitely cool well that's great, and it's going to be exciting to watch watch everything progress and, and all of the beautiful projects and homes you design. Thank you. Uh, one question I always like to ask, actually, at, at a lot of gather events um, when we're doing interviews and panel discussions mm-hmm. is, where do you go um, in the city or even outside of the city to find inspiration? I think we're, we have so I much beauty, natural beauty here, yes. that I am always just curious. What mm-hmm. are your favorite places to go? Well, for many people, the ferry. Mm-hmm. I love the ferry. Um, I, I I'm going to admit this. Uh, So Seattle, I'm from the East Coast, and Seattle has always been at the top of my list to not only visit but to live because, hello, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, (laughs) Don't we all? I feel like all of us who grew up watching Grey's probably thought about moving to Seattle at some point. There are quite a few transplants here in Seattle who I've talked to, and they've said the same thing. But, I mean, looking at the fairies and just the the atmosphere that Seattle has is really just alone inspiring. being on this Puget Sound and going to the islands, Whidbey Island, and traveling up there, and just going to this any new small town, specifically harbor towns, mm-hmm. is really inspiring to me. Um, I, I, I love even just wandering around and getting lost in new cities. I like going on my own, um, where I can have the moment and the time to think on my own um and just so it wander. sounds like it's just a little bit of that escape kind of yeah. just getting getting mm-hmm. out of places. your day-to-day and new places and, yes. and I, th- I particularly think just the colors the colors of the water and mm-hmm. the, the trees texture, and yeah the, the textures and, yeah. and the clouds and fog and it, it's all just so pretty mm-hmm. and I feel like every time I take a day trip to any of the islands I come back just feeling so refreshed yeah and, so do I yeah. like rejuvenated almost um but yeah the the dreary skies and the rain has always been the most creative um environment I think for me to be in Mm -hmm. um it's always felt really comforting and I always feel very inspired and enlightened um during that type of weather and in the in the 
that space. Um, but not just Seattle. So like exploring any small town. I remember when I first moved to New York and I um, only knew two of my other college friends, I I would just walk around on a Saturday for hours or new streets that I, I didn't even know where I was going. I didn't have a destination and just seeing, you know, hearing strangers chat to themselves or going up to a bodega and hearing the conversations of a, an older woman who always goes and ca- oh, like gets her yeah cup of coffee there. Um, so just seeing the world around me and watching people connect and talk with each other, which I guess again, a lost art, I feel like nowadays, mm-hmm. um, that's, yeah. Yeah. So that sounds amazing. I love it. I love exploring and wandering too. Yeah, I need to do another trip soon. <laughs> I know. We should we should do something soon. We should. Um and what what do you find you love most about Seattle? And what do mm. you what do you think are the biggest challenges right now facing the city? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I think the biggest challenge right now is really just how many new people are coming in the city and changing it. Um it I wish I were here in the city when it really was like that Kurt Cobain grunge, mm-hmm. you know, life, um, lifestyle. There are still those little pockets like the Alibi Room near the gum wall and the market. Um, then we have Pie Place Market. But the struggle is the new people coming in who it's great. I am new. I'm also a transplant. Um, and there are a lot of amazing new things happening and um, things being added to the city like restaurants and people like you creating these communities. It's really great. But I... I think we're struggling as a community um, about losing that creativity and like mm-hmm. the core, like Seattle creative grungy atmosphere mm-hmm. and that culture, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. I went to the KEXP cafe, uh-huh. um, which is connected to the Key Bank Arena, which is, um, if you aren't familiar, it's a, a Seattle radio station, and. It, going in there and just seeing the types of people in there who are still creative and kind of doing the hustle and doing their own, doing their own thing is really great and trying not to lose the city to tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I think that's the biggest struggle. In fact, yeah. I did an Instagram post, I guess it was last week and it was, I was sort of questioning this idea around, um, you know, how do tech and designers and creatives coexist mm-hmm. because it seems like it's something that, um, that's just going to be a challenge. I think the more tech that comes in, the more money, you know, a lot of times creatives are, people who don't often have a lot of money where they can, you know, they can afford higher rents. And so it seems like there's kind of a lot of shifts happening where, where people are um, kind of getting, getting pushed out in a way. But I think it's like, how do we really make this space for that? And how do we get tech companies that really value creative, creatively minded people and start really bringing those people into their companies? I think that's going to be a really important part. Yeah. Like me working in tech before it wasn't, um, and now, not it's mm-hmm. the the money is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I don't have that cushy salary anymore, and there's a ton of people and couples I've talked to in the city, and everyone's like, oh, at least one person needs to be in the tech community or in the tech field just because of the cost of living in Seattle nowadays. It's yeah, pretty crazy. I'm actually gonna pull open this Instagram post and just read it because I think I'm curious if anybody's listening to this. I'm hoping by this point I'm gonna be planning planning a future event around this topic, but I just um. I kind of liked the questions it presented, so let me pull it up. So I said, while Seattle's tech industry booms, how do we make space for the creative community to thrive? How do we lead conversations that will encourage more connections between design, art, and tech? How can we put Seattle on the map, not only as a thriving tech city, but a hub for design and art? We're on our way, uh, thanks to much of the initiative that the late Paul Allen took, um, but what else can be done? What conversations need to be had? If you have ideas, please share below. And I'm I'm just blown away by the comments wow. I got. I just think it's really a topic that that there's a lot of conversations that could be had. 
So I think we will definitely have to talk on that more later. Yeah, that's um, great. I love that. So before we wrap up the episode, I just wanted to ask where can people find more about you? Yeah, so you can find me at thealexandrastudios.com. I just launched it yesterday. Or on my Instagram at alexandrastudios. Great. And I will be sure to link to your accounts in the show notes. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And thank you so much, Alexandra, for inviting us into your home. It's just been a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Chloe.